today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and the CEO of Vacuman, who sponsors this wonderful program, is with us once again. Hope you're having a good week, Adam. Well, it's always exciting each week, Bill. I, I can honestly tell you, I, I, it's always a, a crapshoot. I, I roll the dice and wonder, what are we doing today? Uh, I can tell you that it's uh, it's been a very interesting week, and I'm very disappointed it's not warmer. I, I keep saying that. I said to Michelle, I wish it was warmer, and it's just, you know, it's still got a bit of a chill. You walk outside. So, I, But otherwise, I'm doing extremely well. Yeah, I've I've not quite got the winter coat back on, but I mean it was chilly enough yesterday that I thought, okay, the t-shirt thing's not working here. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's but that's that's April, right? I mean we've, we've got to wait. Don't don't plant, don't do anything. Just sit in their backyard and and wish it was nice and warmer. Uh, I, it's interesting to find out though. That I I know you always look forward to doing Tech Talk with us on Fridays, but uh, because you're working from home too, this is always a great day for you. Can you say, oh, it's Friday because this is about the only landmark you've got. Every other day is like every. <laughs> Every other day, isn't it? Except the day when you actually come on the radio with us, which is kind of nice. So it is Friday, Adam, and I'm glad you're here on time. Uh, well, you mentioned you know, something. I, Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, it's funny. Every week my wife reminds me, Michelle's like, you know what? What you do with Tech Talk is like an assignment. You have to do all your research, and then you have to do a presentation every Friday with Bill. So it, it's actually good because it keeps me on, on track of, like, what is going on. Sorry, just to kind of segue, I always – I always look forward to Friday. It's like presentation day in school. Me too. Me too. And uh, we'll, we'll get marked on it later on, I'm sure. You talked to us a, a, a number of times on the program about deep fakes. Uh, and, and there are some concerns. Actually, there are some legal concerns about this too. But, uh, uh, it, you know, it used to be, well, you have to be really good at this and you have to have this kind of equipment. I mean, the, the technology now is becoming so familiar to people, I guess. Uh, just about anybody who's got a phone can actually partake in this now, can't they? Yeah, I mean, our phones are so powerful now. I mean, we can see that they are microcomputers. And with DeepFake, uh, we're seeing more and more of that, where videos are coming out where we're watching uh, Harrison Ford as uh, as a character in different movies. And we've seen now Christopher Reeve uh, face going on Superman, where, uh, where we saw Henry Kevill. So with DeepFakes, they're so simple that you can download them on Google and, and, and on Android uh, from their Apple and, and Android store. But what they're doing through uh, a push through the applications, as we heard, uh, you know, the, the Apples and Googles of the world are trying to make accountability to the software manufacturers. So one of them is the fact that the uh, deepfake software uh, is going to be required to put watermarks so that way it's got a little bit of an insignia that, you know, we're not wondering, is that really uh, Prime Minister Trudeau um, in some sort of awkward, uncomfortable position, uh, or was it really him in those roles? So we're seeing that Apple and Google are really starting to step up their game and starting to tell these deep fake developments um, that they have to be uh, putting a little watermark, something that kind of brings recognition or a brand to the table that it's not... Uh, official it's not it's not real so it's so easy to do deep fake right now i could if you and i were doing a television show it would be so simple for me to be able to uh, to take it in post and put my face on yours and yours on mine bill of course people would never That's be able scary. to tell the difference we look so much alike so oh yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, but, I, but the, uh, the example you brought, I guess the first time we talked about this, was one that you act, actually directed me to watch on YouTube, and it was Tom Cruise. And I, I would swear that was Tom Cruise, but it was not. It was it was one of these deep fake programs. Yeah, they become so real that even 
uh, even the actors themselves. In fact, it's funny you say Tom Cruise because there's uh, someone who can impersonate. The voice has not yet been perfected yet, though. Uh, and that's the part which is coming. It's not there. Artificial intelligence is going to eventually perfect the voice. But right now, it's only visually. You can only visually see the, uh, the, the, the facial computer matching at this point. Tom Cruise himself was actually baffled. And I think there was actually a comment from his side that he was saying, I don't even remember recording it, but boy, does that ever look like me? Um, and, and, and this is really where they're getting so detailed. Uh, so if a deep fake has a voice, they're usually a voice impersonator and they're using uh, like a Tom Cruise face and applying it over top of their, uh, their existing video. Which leads us to the next uh, thing we wanted to talk about here, and that, of course, are the legal ramifications of all of this wonderful technology, including not just uh, the deep fakes, but uh, artificial intelligence, mass surveillance, there's so many different things. The European Union's trying to address this now, aren't they? <clears throat> Well, not only they, they've got it now going through a first bill reading, and it's a draft. This is really very critical because, Bill, if anything, uh, if anyone in Ottawa is listening and they're not worried about COVID right now and someone's kind of going, hey, um, should we also spend some time on artificial intelligence when it comes to uh, facial recognition or even social credit scores? So in Europe right now, uh, they're actually drafting a proposal. It's going through a first bill. And in this, they're going to be looking at creating a law that says that surveillance, indiscriminate surveillance that involves tracking individuals, uh, physical environments, uh, or even if you're using a social credit score, such as judging someone's trustworthiness or social behavior online, is illegal. And this is something that I think is going to be necessary when you pass it on to possibly other uh, to other go uh, governments. And let me tell you why this is important, Bill, is because we're seeing a lot of current systems. Uh, that are currently being developed, and I believe we're going to talk about a few of them later on today, but uh, we've seen that with insurance. You can sign up for tracking insurance uh, that will let you download an app, and it will measure your driving score. It dry, you know, if you're going fast, if you were in a car accident. In fact, last week I was just talking about that. But let's also take into another uh, element that say you were uh, going through a COVID test, uh, you're going through and keeping your medical records. Um, this biometric identifying system that may have your facial recognition in a public space. So uh, when we do open up uh, events such as uh, sporting events or otherwise, uh, we're going to see that this information artificial intelligence and data harvesting of this is going to become a real concern down the line. So say, uh, you know, someone's driving record or they're looking for a job. Um, this is really, really important. I don't think it's getting enough recognition. So it's in its first draft. The uh, European Union is looking at regulating and governing artificial intelligence when it comes to facial recognition, when it comes to tracking individuals such as car insurance driving and this is something i feel the canadian government really should pay attention to and we're going to need it especially where we're going in the future let's spend some time talking about smartphones and, and let me start off with lg are they getting out of the, the smartphone competitions 100 percent lg is really the announcement they are done yes now they're also claiming that they're going to support any phones that are purchased uh, for up to three android uh, uh, operating system upgrades. So if you're looking at an LG, which is a phenomenal phone, 
I might want to add. Uh, it is a really, really good phone, and the quality is fantastic. However, LG's got other visions and where they're putting their energies. So if you're going to look at an Android, LG is still a good option to consider. It's a, it's a good, high-end, least expensive phone. Uh, however, it, <clears throat> they are officially getting out of the smartphone game. But... Uh, one of the other things is a company, it's a, not a company we haven't heard of before, but TCL, which actually once licensed the BlackBerry. They were yeah. the ones that actually kept the BlackBerry alive. Um, they've actually came out with something that I feel is going to be A, affordable, B, it's utilizing LG's uh, rolling, uh, rolling screen, and it also integrates the folding technology. So it takes a simple cell phone and folds it and rolls it into a 10-inch tablet. It's, it's phenomenal. All right. On, let's, let's stay with smartphones for just a second. I want to talk about this new technology that you uh, dug up. It's called Novarium Technology. And what's that all about? Okay, so yeah, Greg, we're going to be talking about this a little bit in regards to where and what we're going to be doing when COVID vaccination comes in. So Novarium technology is taking our existing smartphones, meaning you don't got to upgrade your phone. You don't have to do anything. If you've got a phone within the last two years, it will be able to read, encrypt, and store your COVID-19 information. So that means you can have a digital version of, for example, um, your medical, say you got tested and you have a negative COVID. Uh, it will literally keep a record of that on your Apple and Google. Uh, it also will create a very easy QR code. So it will allow you to be tracking if someone's asking, uh, have you had your COVID test? Uh, first of all, it uses your biometric information from the phone. Number two, it keeps your medical records on your phone so you can be able to scan it and it creates a QR code that can share for travel or medical reasons or work-related reasons. So uh, anyway, this is, again, using our already existing hardware and systems. You don't have to upgrade at all, but there's going to be a new capability that you'll be able to utilize on both Apple and Google. Interesting stuff that's going to be happening in the next little while. And as you say, a lot more to come on that. Uh, let's talk about Siri. Uh, this, is, this has been the, the, a problem for an awful lot of people for the longest time. And you and I have made a lot of fun, had a lot of jokes about it and had some good times with this. Uh, but Apple's aware that there are some concerns. What are they doing about it? Well, you know what? Apple has their keynote event coming up. And with it, unfortunately, somebody uploaded the information to Siri. And if you asked Siri, when's the next Apple keynote event? It actually released it before they told any of the media. So <laughs> Apple devices everywhere were telling. Yeah, that's the whole um, thing with Siri. Siri just cannot keep a secret. No, no. Do not tell Siri anything if you don't want the public to know. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. It, it was giving every tidbit about the product they were even announcing, which are phenomenal because, you know, I don't even know why they need a keynote event. Just ask Siri, and they'll tell them everything you want to know. But uh, they're called Apple Tags, Smart Tags. And last week I spoke about that uh, with regards to how uh, Samsung was coming out with their version of a little tag that you could track and doesn't take a lot of battery power. But... Apple's uh, uh, Apple's out of the bag. Uh, it's official that Apple's going to be coming out with AirTags. You can put them on your bag, a toy, put them on your wallet, your passport. And what it does is it allows you to track small devices uh, to know where they are. So 
Apple is not waiting two years to come out with this. It's going to be one of those new new announcements, uh, and I can validate it because Siri told me it was true. Uh, and Siri would never lie to you. I, that, that, that's, that's a given. We understand that. We uh, talked about the electric cars. I know you love talking about electric cars. And uh, we mentioned last week on the program that uh, Magna International, Frank Stronach's old company, uh, was getting into the electric car business. And uh, Apple's uh, involved in this now. Yeah, right now, this is one thing Siri did not make an announcement on, was clearly <laughs> what they're doing with the electric vehicle uh, market. But as I mentioned earlier, LG is getting out of the smartphone game. However, it is uh, stated that LG with Magno are going to be collaborating and assisting in building an Apple car. So what's really interesting about this whole process of Apple car, Bill, is that Apple is not isol- or uh, singularly giving it to one manufacturer. This is kind of, think of it as uh, uh, Hyundai's got a model, Kia's got a model, LG and Magna are going to have a model. All Apple is doing is working with a lot of the technology to be able to develop and create the Project Titan was the name of Apple's EV vehicle. But Project Titan's not going to be isolated specifically to one manufacturer. We might see versions of Apple cars that are different manufactured elements. So we might see a Hyundai model of an Apple car. We might see a Magna version of the Apple car. Uh, I, I mean, Volvo has even made uh, some rumor to the fact that they're going to be possibly building a version of Apple car. So you might be able to buy an Apple car, but it would be a version of which components and uh, uh, backbone is going to be supporting it. Uh, Facebook and Instagram have been, well, mulling over some, some concerns and a lot of complaints about them in the last little while. First of all, about content, but also uh, about uh, photos and stuff that's being posted on there and stuff that they are not allowing on there, too. What's, what's the latest on that? Well, the latest is the fact that Facebook has now instituted an oversight board. Um, and what that means is that they've put a committee together that is actually uh, comprised of judges, journalists, human right activists. And what they're doing is if you are wanting to complain or file a, 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 an issue with Facebook or Instagram because maybe your photo, a post, or a video, a comment was maybe inappropriate, was not uh, uploaded with your permission, and maybe could ruin or uh, create a libel or, or you know any other kind of situation, this oversight board will now review these applicant requests, and you could now remove your item, uh, meaning that you can now remove a photo from Instagram or file a complaint against it. That's a big milestone, and, and this was one of Facebook's uh, uh, kind of uh, – uh, commitment to self-regulate and create a solution for uh, misinformation or giving a little bit of control over uh, what's being posted. It's not 100% going to happen immediately, by the way, just to be clear. However, if you've got a really deep concern, you can put a case together. Uh, you can now truly remove it from Facebook and Instagram. Excellent. Uh, we're just about out of time, but I know how much you love drones. You are a pilot, a licensed drone pilot, uh, and, you, right. and you've got a you've got a hot tip for drone fans. Well, this one goes to anybody who's got a hundred dollars or six hundred dollars Canadian that you can now get an Airpix. It's called Airpix. If you want to search it online, this is a tiny palm-sized drone, and what it does is you turn it on, links with your phone, and it does selfies 
uh, or photos. So say you're doing a family photo. Um, you may be, you know, Uncle Barry is not going to make the shot because he had to hold the camera and take a photo. Or you're asking some stranger to take your phone and hope they don't run away. You can now get this hand-sized palm drone, and it literally will sync with your phone, and you can give it a destination, and it will uh, properly take a selfie, a family photo, uh, a couple photo, and it doesn't look like you got your arm extended while you're taking this shot. So uh, for $100, you can have a little drone follow you around and take photos of you wherever that is, wherever that may be. Perfect for gift giving. Check that out. Uh, this is uh, Tech Talk. We do this every Friday, 1135, brought to you by our good friends at Vacuum Man. i got to tell you, though, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, Adam has been sucking on lozenges all morning long now, so we don't have enough voice to be able to do the show today. Uh, you're a real soldier, Adam. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks, you get, Bill. I get well. It. Get well, and we'll Thank talk you. again next Friday, okay? Thank you, sir. I, Adam Oldfield, of course, from FPM and FPM3 Marketing. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.